This podcast is presented by State Farm, a proud supporter of women's soccer and all women's sports. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I've got jealousy that you're going to the final because it's just a arguably possible once in a lifetime. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I get that. And uh, and the only thing stopping you from coming here is your job. You could quit right now. <laughs> Do it for England. <laughs> Do it for England. If you quit NBC oh, right now and go to the airport, you might make it here by the second half on Sunday. From Apple News, I'm Rebecca Lowe. And I'm Brendan Hunt, and this is After the Whistle. My cheeky lionesses. Yeah, they're <laughs> into the World Cup final. Can't and believe it. And I just got back from the match here in Sydney, and we're about to go on an emotional roller coaster. Are you tall enough? Who cares? Going on it anyway. Reminder, there may be adult language from pretty much anyone today. Brendan! <laughs> Rebecca. Brendan! Oh, it's so good to see you in such spirits. Mate, you've been stuck in traffic. We're just going to be honest with the with the listeners. You've been stuck in traffic. I have been pacing the room. I have been eating a lot of chocolate. I have been just desperado to get on the pod and get stuck in to what just happened today. Those cheeky, blooming lionesses. <laughs> <laughs> I am I'm very happy for you. I'm very happy for you. It was, as I promised the other day, absolutely rooting for Australia. I bought a yellow shirt and a green tie, which I thought was like tasteful, tasteful without overdoing it, given the fact that I knew it was possible that they would lose and I would be right back on the England bandwagon come Sunday. And, uh, <laughs> you know, if I'd gotten the full, like, you know, koala tattoo, uh, that would have been hard <laughs> to walk back from. But what a game. What a game. Yeah, why don't you start? Go ahead. I, I mean, I'll try, but I'm going to have to be honest with you. You're, you're going to have to hold my hand through this pod because I got Oof. stuff to say. <laughs> I got things going on. I've got emotions that I've never had before. At the, just, I just want to skip very quickly to the very end because one line that stood out to me, Gabby Logan, who is a seasoned broadcaster in England who is hosting the show tonight because obviously I'm still in England, so I'm watching it here. As they handed back to her at the end, she said... For the first time on British television, we can say England are in the World Cup final. I can't even get wow. to the end of the sentence. I can't even <laughs> say the whole thing. I mean, I've, uh, the hairs on my arms are just... World Cup what? I mean, World Cup what? World Cup so, finery? Uh, fine. Um, uh. <laughs> I mean, okay. What a game. What a game. Best team won, for sure. Yes. But Australia, you know, Australia had their moments. And, you know, when, when the team news came out and Sam Kerr was in the starting lineup, I did feel extra sick. She is a beauty of a performer. I love her. I'm all in for Sam Kerr and I feel bad for her. But I am happy, Brendan. I'm just getting my Aussie love out of the way very quickly because it's not going to be a lot of time for it in the rest of the pod, if I'm honest with you. Um, so just very quickly, happy for her that she had her one moment. She scored a goal because it's been a rough old tournament for her. And it is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to win a World Cup in your own country. And so that has gone for her and it is tough. By the way, side note, Lucy Bronze's middle name is tough. That's actually her middle name. What? T-O-U-G-H. Oh, it is. It is Lucia Roberta Tough Bronze. That's why we're in the World Cup final, Brendan. My work here is done, by the way. All right. Uh, well, uh, um, be sure to rate yeah. and review us uh, to help people find the show. <laughs> 
I'll start with two things to walk you through. One, we talked oh the other hand. day. I was very excited for this home stadium situation, and that would be a cauldron. But uh, yeah. something I forgot, something that should have been in my calculus, is that this is an athletic stadium. So yeah. it's just a little too wide to have the full cauldron. So not a cauldron, effect. more like a sort of frying pan. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like 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 a like a like a like a low saucepan, like a low, low saucepan. Sauce you're just you're yeah. not making a whole like goulash. Mm-hmm. You're making a mm. can of peas. Or maybe a paella or something in it. Maybe a paella. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> We're gonna pronounce the L's in that. We're going to paella. <laughs> we are if you're from England against Spain in the final. Even though it's their national dish, who cares? <laughs> um. So that's okay, one. Okay. Second thing. The second thing, when Kerr had that breakaway and she was called offside. Seven she, minutes in, yeah. And she didn't even score anyway, or she didn't even get the ball past Earps anyway. And I knew she was offside just because like of where I was. I just you know had the, the sight line on it, so I wasn't like, I mean, and she was also shocked. three and a half miles offside. So oh, that helps too. But that. no, I think it was my keen <laughs> sense of perception. Um, okay. <laughs> but, um, but the rest of the stadium thought she was on, at the very least. Anyway, just that... Even that moment of like failure seems harsh, sent a shudder, you know, like, oh, that is what this person can do. Then it can mm-hmm. happen like that. And and that was then hanging over everything for a very, very long time. But of course, they would not draw first blood. No, especially because a couple of minutes later, Alex Greenwood got a yellow card for fouling her. And I thought, oh, no, first of all, she's just a joke of a player. Now Alex Greenwood, the best defender that we have, who's been magnificent all tournament, has a yellow in the ninth minute. And I'm thinking... This is a dangerous opening 10. But yeah. then England settled. That that famous mentality that we have came to the fore. Alex Greenwood did not put a foot wrong for the rest of the night. Uh, I thought the ref was a little bit overzealous there. And then she seemed to think, oh, yeah, I probably was. And then she didn't. She was sort of striped. Maybe, may, or maybe that's well played the ref. She set the tone for early yellow. Everybody calm down. But yeah, we get into the 36th minute. I turned to my dad, who I told you yesterday I was sitting watching with. He said to me at one point, I won't talk. You need to make notes. I was like, no, no, Dad, it's fine. You can, no, I won't talk. Well, we just basically talked the whole way through the game. And he, he said, and I, I said to him, we've got to make this count. We've got to get a goal before half time. We've got to make this possession, this good, we were playing some lovely football, really lovely football. And then, as the co-commentator, Rachel Brown Finnis put it, a pile driver in the top bins and in the side netting from the tunage. She didn't say tunage, I did. Hello, too. <laughs> You are, you. <laughs> Look at you, <laughs> mate. I've literally been waiting since November 1980 for this. November 1980 when I was born. All right. Oh my god. I mean, my mood is really, really reversed since the start of this podcast. I'm so happy for you. Um, heck of a goal by Ella Toon. And of course, um, not someone who has been a regular in this lineup. She's in there because of. Lauren James being suspended. But now Serena Wiegmann, as I always like to call her, Serena, tactical, masterclass, tactician, genius Wiegmann, somebody who has taken every team to the final of the major tournament that she has managed them in, in the last four available tournaments. Yeah, that would be the England manager. Mm-hmm. Serena Wiegmann now has to decide, does she bring Lauren James back for the final? Because she's, you know, as we've discussed, Lauren Flippin' James. Or does she remain with Toonage, with Ella Toon. And I think, if you want my opinion, 
that you didn't yet ask for, but I'm going to just pop in with it. You've got to stick with a winning team. Now, Veekman just pulls no punches. If she genuinely believes that against Spain, the way that Spain play, that Lauren James is our quickest route to glory, she will play Lauren James. I just feel the way that we played today, the way Toon played, the fact she scored, it would be bloody rough to bring her out and difficult to change a winning lineup. So I'm going to think Lauren James starts on the bench, which is also a brilliant place to come off from and score the winning goal in a World Cup final. And all will be forgiven. Dame Lauren James. This podcast is presented by State Farm, which believes in amplifying the voices and profiles of women athletes. By ensuring coverage for female athletes today, State Farm helps set the stage for women's sports tomorrow. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Okay, Brendan, should we move on to the second half? So Australia started better. Lauren Hemp, who had a marvellous game, uh, had a chance, which was well saved, really well saved on 57. Hempo, they call her. They do. They hem- Hempo. They like to lengthen names in England, not shorten them. <laughs> Hempo. Then Brighty, no doubt, that's also her name, Millie Bright, probably Brighty, uh, with a header on 57. And then Sam Kerr. What a goal. And the commentator Robin Cowan on BBC with a line, all hail the Wizard of Oz. Wow. Well done. Yeah, I know. I know. Well I loved it. I have to say I loved it. Uh, what a goal, mate. It was an incredible goal. It was an electric moment in the stadium. And partially because of, you know, her picking up the ball from so far out, you know, in her own half. And then that dramatic, you know, drill forward where like Millie Bright is just like doing what she's supposed to do, you know, in terms of like holding her position, you know, keeping the angle right. Yeah. And Sam Curtis did not care. And so that was such a long buildup. And I was like directly behind Sam at this point, you know, I could sort of like see the view. Wow. I could see like Bright's eyes looking at her and it looked like she was going to go, you know, bottom corner, left or right was like her only option. And instead, of course, <laughs> she goes, <laughs> she goes over. And I mean, I may never see a better goal in a bigger situation in my life. Mm. That was football at its finest. Even though they lost, I hope people walk away feeling electric and privileged to have seen that goal. That was a stunner. Yeah, I agree. And I am so, I even somehow, I don't know how or where from, but I did find some element of like, okay, well done, Sam Kerr. I'm happy you've had your moment. But I would say the turning point in this game, Brendan, was two minutes later. You might not even remember it, but I made a note of it. Kerr had the ball, I think just outside the box, and Jess Carter tackled her brilliantly. And I feel from that, it was two minutes after Kerr's goal, right? Kerr's tail was up. Carter did like a kind of old-fashioned 1980s tackle on her. Beautiful tackle. And it led afterwards to England picking themselves back up. It was almost like the tackle. And I I hate to bring this to your attention, but it reminded me slightly of when Arsenal played Liverpool last season towards the end of the season. And you guys slightly lost your way in the second half. Granit Xhaka lost his rag and started a fight, basically. And no joke, the trajectory of your title race went downhill after that. This was the opposite. This was Jess Carter with an amazing tackle on Sam Kerr, who just two minutes previously scored a goal. And it allowed the England mentality to sort of, they remembered who they were. And two minutes after that, Russo had a header that went wide. And I wrote down, great, 
GR8, because I'm down with the kids, mm. reaction to Kerr goal. And then two minutes after that, Hempo scored to make it 2-1. Okay, so this Hemp goal, uh, good for her. Take every opportunity you can. But that was a cataclysm from Ellie Carpenter on that clearance. That She's had a great tournament, and this that was kind of the game. I mean, England were the better team, bigger, faster, stronger, stronger mentally. But somehow, Australia had a chance to win it at this point. Like, they were riding high after that Sam Kerr goal, and then this inexcusable lapse just throws all that momentum in the garbage. Yeah? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, 100%. And, you know, Hemp can celebrate all she wants. England can celebrate all they want. You, Rebecca, you can celebrate all you want. But it wasn't like, yeah, it, it was a shame. It was a damn, it was a damn shame. Yeah, I mean, you, w- w- when you're following one team, not the other, you don't tend to watch really so much about what the other team's doing. <laughs> not going to sure, lie. Sure. That defensive sure, sure, analysis sure. you just gave me, brand new to me. All I was watching was the Hempsville. <laughs> Hempsville, back of the net. <laughs> I'm 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 dying. Because oh, 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 oh. here's the thing: it is indicative. I don't want to put too much on Carpenter because what it was also like was indicative of Australia were I think just overawed by the occasion and were kind of overawed by the fact that oh my god we might actually win this game because then you know what is it twelve minutes after that we go to the Russo goal and that Russo goal. Gosh darn it, you know, like uh, it was really well played by Hemp and Russo, you know, Hemp with the pass, Russo with the finish, but the timing of it, she just had to wait, you know, as these Australian defenders are backtracking, just had to wait for someone to make the wrong move and step into space where they shouldn't, allowing space for Russo to come through. And it all seemed to me to be tied up into mentality and expose the gulf in mentality between England and Australia. We'll get to mentality in just one second. But Hemp's work there was magic to hold the ball up for that amount of time, evade one defender, yeah. carry on dribbling, carry on with her run. There I am shouting, pass it now to Russo. Absolute ignored me. Quite rude. Ignored me. Waited another second before she played the perfect pass, to be fair to her, to Russo, who finished it off, which was amazing. Let's talk about mentality, Brendan. Can we for a second? Please. Mentality is something that has come up time and time again. Obviously, England hung on after that. It was 3-1 and there wasn't really a lot of scares after that. But after the game, watching the post-match interviews, Farrah Williams, who is the record England cap holder, record England appearance holder, uh, was working for the BBC. She said something to Canberra where she said, the mentality of this team is something I've never seen before. And she's seen it all. Then Millie Bright, the captain, did an interview in which she said the exact same thing. She said, the mentality is something I've never seen before. Then the interview with Serena Wiegmann, she was asked, how are you putting this mentality into this team? I don't really, she ain't giving away her secrets, obviously. But this mentality factor to me is fascinating because you know why? I hate to say it, but it's something that we've never had in the men's side of the game in terms of the England national team. Oh, you do not hate to say it because you've believed it for a very long time. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, Gareth, it's over to you, mate. Next summer. No pressure. <laughs> Flip a neck. So I love to see it. Strong women in a strong mentality where nothing in front of them phases them is, by the way, one of the hardest things you can do in any sport. Creating that mentality comes from the top. So Wiegmann, legendary. Maintaining that mentality comes from both the manager and the players. How they've done it, I've no idea. But it's that that's going to win them this World Cup. 
Yeah, I think you're right. You know, it's it's a funny thing because you know how much they want it, and yet they do not want it too much. You know, Australia tonight wanted it too much. And here's the thing, because then even if even if Australia had had the exact same level of mentality as England had, which is impossible, England were also just better. Bigger, faster, stronger, they would have won this game. But Australia shot themselves in the foot just enough to, to make it worse. And Brendan, I don't want to sound sort of hyperbolic and get a bit over, I don't know, over emotional about it. But I am slightly in a state of shock about the situation because I grew up, oh, by the way, side note, Chloe Kelly comes from my hometown. So when she came on, I had to give her a massive round of applause. So, you know, obviously besties now. I grew up in West London, in the back garden, playing football with my brother in goal. Because why would I not be in goal? He needed a goalkeeper. I'm his younger sister, getting goal. I grew up going to the parks in my town in, in West London and seeing boys playing football and girls sitting on the side. And it's a bit like that post you read out in the, the last pod, which if anyone hasn't heard, please go back and listen to it because it was magnif right at the end of the pod. To see these women do what they've done today in a sport which is more deeply ingrained in England than I would argue any sport is anywhere in the world. Is, is quite a big deal. It's quite a big deal, mate. It's quite a big deal. Yeah. So Sunday, um, going to be a wreck. Absolute wreck. <laughs> uh, congrats, Australia, on a heck of a tournament. It's obviously not entirely over, but... And a heck of a goal tonight. I mean, they can feel like they've done something that they will look back on with with pride for sure. Um, and England has Spain. Spain. I think this is unequivocally a World Cup final where the two best teams are the two who are meeting up. Is that fair to say? 100%. 100%. On or off the pitch, women athletes deserve to be recognized for being awesome competitors and for being inspiring role models for generations to come. That's why State Farm is proud to present this podcast. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right. It's been the thing we've waited for all month. The Women's World Cup Final coming to you this Sunday from Stadium Australia, England versus Spain. Rebecca, your thoughts. First of all, are you going? Got a ticket? Yep, I'll be there for sure. Okay, okay, so now I do have the jealousy. You know how I said to you in the semifinal, I didn't have the jealousy mm -hmm. because semifinals are yucky. If you lose a semifinal, no one ever remembers you, even though they tried to remember you with the third place playoff, but no one really does. And if you win the semifinal, then you go on to the final, right? So didn't have jealousy on that because it's almost too yuck. I've got jealousy that you're going to the final because it's just a arguably possible once in a lifetime. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I get that. And uh, and the only thing stopping you from coming here is your job. So I think <laughs> it's just a question of like, what do you care more about? Like your family and your soul and what makes you a person or material things? In which case, you have the opportunity to quit. You could quit right now. Right now. What a podcast this would be. Do it for England. 
Ringling. If you quit NBC oh, right now and go to the airport, you might make it here by the second half on Sunday. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, moving on. Um, I'm gonna, let's talk about the game. All right. So I feel more confident going into playing Spain, Brendan, than I did going into playing Australia. So even though Spain are better than Australia, I think we'll have their number. I think everything that has gone before us will play into this 90 minutes or 120, whatever it'll be. And I'm feeling pretty good about it. What do you think from an objective point of view, even though now you're an England fan? I think Spain are absolutely better than Australia. And it's going to be an interesting sort of style clash. Yep. You know, Spain a bit, you know, are they're in, they're in tiki-taka land a little bit. And England aren't exactly a mm-hmm. blunt instrument, but they're certainly not quite as graceful as Spain can be. But England are also just more tested. You know, this run that they've been on, I don't think there's anything they can't do, frankly. And I think Spain does still have the capacity to be overawed by the occasion. And eventually, at some point, the fact that they have a bit of a disconnect with their coach has got to cost them. And this could be the hurdle where it does, whereas England is completely congealed and contiguous uh, with their coach. I don't see how England, well, of course I do. I've watched other England teams before <laughs> on, the, on the male side of things, and they have many ways of screwing things up. But I don't see how this particular England team could. I think this is going to be their moment. It's going to be great. Yeah, I think I'll have changing emotions between now and Sunday morning. And I shall, whether you ask me or not, bring you up to date on those changing emotions throughout the course of the next three days. Bits and bobs, bits and bobs, my friend. What do you got? Just want to throw some respect to the city of Sydney. Today, I wanted to go into town and buy some Matilda's gear or just some yellow and green colored uh, gear um, for uh, my baby mama and the mama of my baby mama because we were able to bring her this time. We had a babysitter and it was very difficult to find any. We eventually you know, found some stuff, but the reason why it was difficult was because quite visibly, the whole city of Sydney was wearing all of it already. Aww. Every street we walked down, yellow and green coming at us from every direction, every kind of person, every walk of life, you know, people were absolutely up for it today. And it's just so great to see when that happens. So good on you, Sydney. You deserved everything. Sorry it's not coming your way. Sorry they're now soaked in tears. My bad. But I would say, just to be nice for one second, I did hear one of the former Australia players afterwards say that this team has woken up a nation. So that's fantastic for women's football moving forward down under. So yeah, just for one very quick more second. Well done, Australia, or how far you've got. But see you later, potato. <laughs> just... Absolute hairpin turn. Absolute. <laughs> Absolute. Um, have you a bit or Bob? We asked some questions. We asked for questions from our listeners, Brendan, on the last episode, because this week, a little bit later on this week, or maybe tomorrow, who knows, because nobody knows what day it is and nobody knows which country any of us are in right now. We asked for some questions and we will answer them about basically anything. And let me tell you, I've seen some of the ones that have come in and they have been about basically anything. But do send them in, mainly about football if possible. And we will answer them in our mailbag episode. We've had so many, but if you think yours is better, this is your final day to submit a question. 
Do you know how they do that, Brendan? Would you like to tell them? I would. They record their question via voice memo on their phone or other voice memo recording device and email it to atw at apple.com. That is atw at apple.com. Tell us your name, where you're from, and please try to keep the question to 30 seconds or less because it's less data that way. All right, mate. I will speak to you tomorrow. Hey, be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, where you can also rate and review us. It really helps people find the show. And for all the latest tournament news and a preview of the final, check out My Sports on the Apple News app, where available. How long can you maintain this glorious post-victory feeling before it is replaced with a pre-final dread? I think I'm going to go for circa Saturday morning which will then be around 24 hours of the big day. That's when the sickness sets in. Yeah, because also Saturday morning, you'll be like, oh my God, I quit my job for this? Um, and then the stewardess well, is going to bring true. you more tea <laughs> for your 50-hour flight. <laughs>